you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL Podcast. Thank you for saying that. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I come to you. We come to you. From various points all around the world. This is history, okay? I I want everyone to understand what you're listening to right now is history. I, the old Zeuser, I'm coming to you from the northeast coast of the United States, the New Jersey Shore, the New Jersey Shore to be exact, okay? So that's where I am, okay? And I'm enjoying it. I am, I was at the beach with the with the kids and my sister and her children. It was a nice time. Got spotted by a fan uh, at the uh, at the little snack bar. He went, Pansas? I went, yes. I like your stuff. I was like, all right. He went with Hansis. But I, little surprise, but that was nice, okay? And then a uh, nice time at the beach, enjoying the family time. And now on the opposite side of the coast, you have the great Mark Sessler. You have the man, the myth, the legend holding it down in sunny California. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Um, you know, we had the very rare week off and I enjoyed it to um to its finest potential I can tell you that great are you mm. getting some tasty waves and all that I did not um I did not go into the waves per se uh, but I, I I did what I normally do which is I found um in, in an excellent hotel up in the Hollywood area to spend a couple days at and um got up to some adventures that I would describe on a different podcast potentially other than this one I, we have so many questions um how many stars for the hotel 4.75. Oh, wow. He's got that He's got that new contract money. Well, he doesn't, but that's another story. And finally, <laughs> let's go over the Pacific. Let's keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going past Hawaii. Keep going. From Japan. Greg Rosenthal. 
7 a.m. in Japan, 3 p.m. in California, 6 p.m. in New York. Greg, how you doing, buddy? Welcome back. I, I'm a whole day ahead of you. I'm That's telling weird. you, the future is beautiful. Is this, life better this, in the future? Because, I don't know, it's like, how are, how's like our home country doing? It, no, Japan's a mess too, you know? Unfortunately, some bad news. Give us one here. nugget for, that happened between An now and, and tomorrow, between now and tomorrow, from the future. Um, one nugget. Your life, uh, specifically, Mark, mm. um, is going to be disrupted significantly. In a positive way, for the most part, depending on how you look at it. So that's how life is. But this this music in the background does get me thinking. Like whenever you're at like a museum or a restaurant, I do find the the background music in Japan is fantastic. Nice. They always have like a nice tracking uh, music in the background that just sort of soothes you. Not quite like this, but you know, great ambiance. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there yeah there was an unfortunate assassination in Japan, and uh, I did send you another news item of unsavory crime in that country, and I was just wondering if you were involved. But I just have to say, I assume you're not. Um, I asked Graver to do some digging. Or is Gravedigger? Is Gravedigger in Texas? That's four. That's Do we got the central time zone covered also? No, unfortunately, I'm back in LA, so we did uh, not get the central it. time zone. Okay. Um, I, did, I did some digging. Okay. Um, is this history, what we're doing right now? Podcasts across the world? It is not technically history. Um, I did find a couple of podcasts, something I, I can't imagine they have anything close to the reach that the Around the NFL podcast has. Enormous. N- you know, no no disrespect to the Impact podcast, who did record across three time zones uh, in November 2021. There's also Soft a podcast. Impact. What a braggy title for a podcast, by the way. Right. But are they are the time zones as far apart? Uh, Dan See, and I right now, thing. I think, are 16... 16- Maybe nine. I don't even know what it is hours apart. Yeah. So I tried to apply for a Guinness World Record for longest distance or furthest distance between podcast hosts. And unfortunately, it takes 12 weeks to apply for a Guinness World Record. So my reject my application was rejected. You know, some bits take a little while to pay off. That's yeah, fine. that's a, that's worth paying off, though, because if we could get that because we've been basically been shut out of the awards game. Um, since w- winning best new podcast of uh, Apple in 2013, to get that one would be a nice little trophy to put on some other producer's wall, um, mailed directly mm. to her apartment. Uh, that would be cool to have a Guinness World Record trophy. That's cool. And to find out, like right around week six of the NFL regular season, whether or not we've you know made that accomplishment or not in in the Guinness Book, that would be. That'd be a nice little shot in the arm, I would think. Yes. You know, the, the grind of the season. Once you get past that initial adrenaline shot, you're in week six and you're in the grind. Oh, you're the Guinness uh, world <laughs> record holder for longest distance between podcast hosts in a single episode. All right. Cool. Great. That we just take off. We take it to the next level. Mm. Probably a new category, Stupid. I would imagine. All right. We, we've also set, you know, personal boundaries. I, I met up with our old producer, Zach Goldman, here in Tokyo. The gold so that's, standard? That just shows grave, grave digger. Like you know, once you're a producer here, you're part of a, a family. Unless uh, you're not. Maybe if if you're as internationally successful as Zach Goldman, uh, and you just happen to be in Tokyo working for the Japanese soccer league, what? Uh, <laughs> you can just like go meet up at a baseball game. So that was delightful. Oh, well, we ju- you ju- we just got hit with a Greg Watt. 
What? That's when you know Greg's back. He started telling me about uh, his business. He's like a consulting. He runs a consulting firm. And, um, you know, he's he's a humble guy. But I'm um, I'm impressed how much more successful he is than us already at a young age. It's wild. He's I mean, does that surprise you, though, with the gold standard? Not a not a total shock, but it was (laughs) it was delightful. And I love I love a good Japanese baseball. game. All right. Anyway. We do have some to catch up. Now, we pick a good time to go dark. And thank you to everybody uh, for uh, being patient while we were enjoying time with our families and, um, you know, enjoying the summer. We hope you're enjoying the summer, too. Not a ton going on in the league right now during the dark period, but there are a few things that popped up, including a very notable quarterback transaction, which we'll get to in just a minute. Um, But uh, there is news to hit. There's some news involving my quarterback. And when I say my, it's capital M, capital Y. Because I don't know if this thing's going to work out with Zach Wilson, but I'm enjoying the ride. <laughs> I'm enjoying this one. Not the only one. Uh, <laughs> you could say that again. Um, we also are going to once again open up the doors, pull back the curtain, and take a walk around the Superstar Club. Yes. Ali Bunpari, our... Editor, uh, our features editor did get me. He hooked me uh, for an article a couple weeks back, last week maybe. Uh, it is the latest uh, class, the Superstar Club of 2022. And Greg, you'll be annoyed by this. And trust me, it annoys me as well um, because I always thought it was a good hook. Zero sum game, Superstar Club. Somebody comes in, somebody's got to go out. One position group made that impossible. The conceit was impossible, and I had to make. Uh, I had to admit extras in this year. It's just the nature of where the sport is headed. I don't know if you can take a guess, but we're going to get to it in just a little bit. Do you guys know what it is? What position group it would be? I do because I spent, um, you know, I I like to research our segments ahead of time and actually read the article and it was a very enjoyable read. And I think you were left with no choice, Dan. You had to do what you did. All right, good. But if you if there's criticism to be handed out, I want that as well. That's an important part of the cro- the process. But before we get to Superstar Club, let's do some news. Tonight, April 26th, 2018. The future of the Jets and the Browns may have changed forever. And so too, the fate and future of this very podcast. Woo-wee. <laughs> Mark, very possible. We might not be the doormats anymore if we just get a little help from these young quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield at number one, and my boy, Scam for Sam Darnold, number three overall. Hmm. Well, that was then, and this is now. (laughs) (laughs) And it should be stated that Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield have taken different routes uh, to where they are in their NFL's career and NFL careers. Um, Baker has actually had tangible success, for instance. And yet, here we are on July 11th, 2022, and Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are teammates battling, quote-unquote, for the starting job in Charlotte. Last Wednesday, the Browns agreed to trade quarterback Baker Mayfield to the Panthers for a 2024 conditional draft pick. The Panthers will pay nearly $5 million of Mayfield's salary, while the Browns will pay $10.5 million. 
Mayfield agreed to convert the remainder of his salary to incentives to make the deal happen. It's pending a physical. I'm sure it went down by now. Uh, and Mayfield can make back that money based on team performance. The Browns get fourth or fifth round pick in 2024, depending on Mayfield's playing time in Carolina. So here we are. Um, Mayfield and the Browns officially no more. Mark Sessler, your takeaways. Well, I mean, I, to, you know, to start with what like the intro was that I cannot remember a scenario like this where you have two quarterbacks that will in theory battle in camp that were first round picks first and third the way they were and this this soon after uh, the, the their destinies we never would have understood that night we look like rubes for being as hopeful as we were but that's the way sports works um, for Mayfield I just uh, off season all off season long I've wanted him to land somewhere where we had a chance to play and redeem some of the uh, I think sort of you know hate rather rather like negative hateful reports that the Browns have sort of floated out there. I mean even this week after the trade, there's a report saying that the Browns widely viewed Mayfield as childish and immature. That comes on the back of something similar a couple months ago. So it's a chance for him to go in, win a camp battle. I think he's clearly the better quarterback than Sam Darnold. I know Dan that you think a little differently about what they went through in their careers, but but Baker Mayfield to me the Panthers said. We need to upgrade from what we have. Matt Rule is on the hottest seat of any coach in the league right now, and Baker Mayfield gives them a better chance. He's got an all right surrounding cast around him. I don't, I don't think it's a great position to be in for any starting quarterback compared to where he go, could go elsewhere. But this is a chance for Baker Mayfield to, who is, I think, taking the high road this offseason with the Browns and the way he's been treated, to start in Week One by beating the Cleveland Browns, dropping five touchdowns mm-hmm. on them right out of the gate. Maybe that would be justice. We'll see how it unfolds. Man, I hope he plays week one. He has to. <laughs> I you do you do wonder if like Darnold has any advantage because he's been there for a year and the fact that maybe they would almost want to avoid that week one, but you would believe that Baker Mayfield would win any fair battle just because he's been a better player. And I I think this offense on paper, should be a little better than last year. If McCaffrey's healthy, they put in some investment into the offensive line. When Teddy was running it, we sort of thought this was a quarterback-friendly offense. Uh, but some of the precepts of it was like, get the ball out of your hand quickly. That's not what Baker Mayfield does well. I would say that's his biggest weakness. Making uh, decisions slowly uh, is also Sam Darnold's biggest weakness. I think Baker Mayfield's just a more talented player. He's obviously shown that he can be a mid-level quarterback at, at very worst when he's playing well. So you would think in a fair battle, he's uh, going to be the week one starter. That is what I expect. But the money of it made me wonder. I mean, they're only paying him $5 million, which is crazy. The Browns had to pay 10, as you mentioned, Dan, to get rid of him. And at least that puts Darnold on some footing here where it's like he's making a lot of money from the Panthers. The Mayfield's not. And I think they'll be open-minded to Sam Darnold winning this job in a way that maybe I I wouldn't be or the outside wouldn't be. That would be... We all like drama and we like the subplots, especially going into week one. Nobody wants to see Sam Darnold uh, on that field. It it just makes too much sense uh, from the perspective of 
just juice and fun to have Baker Mayfield against the Cleveland Browns. It won't be Baker Mayfield. Well, we don't know for sure, but we are still waiting. Uh, it won't, won't be Baker Mayfield versus Deshaun Watson. It will be Baker Mayfield versus Jacoby Brissett, barring an injury over in Cleveland or some type of move that we don't see coming. And that is, that's an interesting side of this. I know it was never logical or possible to how things had changed in Cleveland that Baker would, somehow end up being there while they're waiting out this Watson uh, suspension, whatever it's going to end up being. But it is notable that the Cleveland Browns um, that have big time players that have a lot of invested in star players on that roster uh, that obviously gave up all those assets to get to Sean Watson. It is a bit a punt of a season now uh, because we know who Jake Brisket is and we know what he's not. So you have that situation and Carolina to me, this is a good move for them. Um, I think it makes sense uh, for them. Darnold had an opportunity last year. He failed. And now you get Baker. And if this fails and both guys struggle, well, that's not the end of the world because that means you'll have a bad record. You'll have a high draft pick. You're going to sweep out the coach. You're probably going to start over. And then everybody gets to start over on the same page, most likely if, if it plays out the way I think many think this will. But who knows? Maybe Mayfield surprises us. Yeah, I think also, I mean, the money side, I, I'm with you, Greg, that like, yes, on paper, he's getting much less than Darnold, but they know who Darnold is. And that's why they went and found someone else to actually be their starter. And they talked about the fact that the Browns, Andrew Barry and Scott Fitter have been negotiating this for not just this past week, but for like up to two months. So all those reports where the Panthers are in, they're out, that they have been talking this entire time. And I think that whoever acquired Baker Mayfield was always going to demand that the Cleveland Browns, who are over a barrel, pay for a big chunk of that salary. So I don't know if the money part here um, with a coaching staff who are on the brink uh, will play such a big role. I think it's if Baker Mayfield outplays Darnold, and I uh, presume he will, that he'd be the week one starter. And you wouldn't shy away from having him go in against Cleveland because that is a schedule maker's Acid tab. That is a fantastic little nugget to how this could start for them. Uh, right. I, you, you came at me. I noticed it was like because of the time difference. I had already slept. You know, it was like 15 hours later by the time I saw you uh, tweet back at me, clap back at me, Dan, about the difference between Darnold and Baker. You know, if, why do you think if, that was a clap back? That was just no, me. That was my opinion. That was all. That's yeah. all it was. No, you were saying you were saying like if Darnold. I, I think, um, you know, was in a worse situation or if he had been in a similar situation. And I agree the Jets situation uh, was bad. Baker's such a a weird player because what he does well, which is just like throw the football where he aims it if he's protected, he does quite well. Like he's an extremely talented thrower of the football. And and like I said, like I thought it was a quarterback-friendly offense with, with Teddy there. They, they have Robbie Anderson uh, now who – they have uh, DJ Moore. I it's is Robbie Anderson so, retiring. We did. I mean, uh, it, probably not. But he he's tried to like back off the whole. Uh, he wasn't a fan of Baker thing. But like, if anything, Baker could prevent them from finding their next quarterback because this NFC South is not great. Uh, I guess Saints fans would disagree. But like, maybe Baker is going to be good enough to make this team competitive, and then you don't get the quarterback. Uh, I, I think if nothing else, like it's for all the people who like to like read into the psychology of Baker and everything. And it's like, he's better when he's like the underdog and backed against the wall. Like this, this should be a good spot for him. He didn't handle success too well, but he's not, he's not coming off. any. my prediction, they each start eight games and then some other ham and starts Ooh. one game. That's just my interesting. Case. 
I mean, it is Shots a new offense, up. by the way. It's Ben McAdoo's offense. It isn't the Teddy offense or the offense from last year. So I don't know that Darnold intellectually has some big, you know, leap over over Baker That's Mayfield at this point. And I don't want right. to hear any about it more as Matt Rule's offense a little bit. But you're right. I saw you know a press release and a flowery quote from uh, the Haslam's and Andrew Berry about Baker Mayfield and how important he was to the organization. Get off it. Get off it. <laughs> don't don't even bother. Again, so tone deaf, this organization. You smeared the guy. I mean, no, but it, you smeared the guy. You made him look yeah. you without even like I thought in a really short sighted way, torpedoed his trade value with some of the things that you leaked to the media. You made him seem like he was a really bad uh uh, teammate and a guy that was not a true leader and all this stuff. It's just like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. And it's, it just to me, it is what it is. And it's not a good look. I am with you. I think that their their press releases, their flowery press releases are mingled with whisper campaigns. And it's interesting. I saw NFL.com had this annual article that basically asked which fan base most deserves a Super Bowl. And the Browns, you know, for 30 years in a row would have been locked into the top one or two of that and right now, and it's not their fans' fault at all, but you just simply can't project them as deserving anything right now. It just feels completely different. Mm. The energy is really damaged. It, Although the crazy thing is, you, I heard that clip from you guys on, on draft day. You're like, maybe these will ta- you know, change our destiny as the bottom dwellers. And, I, and if you just looked at the records and kind of what Baker's Browns have done in the four years so he's drafted, if you had looked at that, before he was drafted, you would have been like, I think Mark would have taken it. Yes, you I would have. One, a one playoff <laughs> win, uh, competitive, you know, not, you know, the way it went obviously was disappointing, uh, but he did help to change who they were. Uh, I just don't, I just don't know if his weaknesses, which was have been like terrible in the fourth quarter, whether he was hurt or not, he's just been terrible in late game situations and just, not making decisions quickly. I don't know if you can solve that, but if he's talented enough to solve that, but I think he's talented enough to like get them back to mediocre quarterback play, which they could use in other quarter in other mediocre quarterback play news. This from Tom Pelissero. I'm going to read the whole tweet uh, just because, you know, I like how it opens. Team execs are just starting to come back from vacation. Most training camps open in two weeks and the expectation within the league continues to be that Jimmy Garoppolo is traded. M dash. I like the M dash. In fact, sometimes I find myself in the writing capacity to be over overly reliant on the M dash, but it's such a great tool. Anyway, somewhere close M dash <laughs> by the end of the month. So we'll see. I know he started throwing again, and that was a good sign after the shoulder surgery. So Jimmy G could be on the move. Where would Jimmy G go? So now Carolina's out. All these other teams that we've talked about, mostly out. The Seattle Seahawks uh, and Greg Rosenthal, all about saying, we're all set. Where would Jimmy G end up? We shall see. There was some buzz, though, that the Seahawks could be interested. I, I, yeah, I've heard the idea. It's like, well, they would never trade him in the division. Really? I I don't know if they care that yeah, much. Of course. I mean, yeah, it, I don't buy that. The whole reason why they're open to trading him is because they don't think he's that good, right? Like, isn't that a big part of this? Like, he's going to kill you? Then don't trade him. It's not trading Joe Montana back in the day. No. But like Baker, they're not going to get much for him either. I I was just surprised by this report just because it's expected by the end of the month. Does that mean they have that? That would say to me, 
if that's really the belief that they've at least had an offer on the table and they're not really expecting it to get much better and they might just pull the trigger because that's soon the end of the month. That is not waiting for it's most the end of the, the month. Pre-season. Wake up. Wake that, right. That's not waiting for most of the preseason. I don't see there's no logical fit for him as a starter. And so it's just trying to figure out where he would be as a backup, unless it was Seattle. Well, and so Don Yee, the agent of Jimmy G, knocked down the and Tom Brady knocked down the rumor that he was maybe going to be sent to the Bucks to be Brady's backup, which is not happening. But I, the one thing I've always thought the Niners should do now, number one, they have to pay Debo Samuel at some point here. So if they cut him, they can still get like twenty five million. No problem. So you don't have to trade him if you get into that kind of a jam. But if you want to get value, I have always thought you just wait until disaster and tumult strikes some other offense where a quarterback goes down with an August knee injury and you need Jimmy G just to float through the season. I, I, where are you going to get, what are you going to get for him right now? What, like they've waited all this time to get, what, a conditional fifth or sixth because they know the Niners have no other way to get rid of him? I, I just don't like that plan. The whole plan has been murky to begin with. The Panthers should get him and just uh, right, just really continue to add to the room. Matt Corral's there. I'm like, what the heck, guys? This is bogus. Did you guys hear about hear this report? Uh, it was Mike Silver, our former colleague, speaking with Colin Coward. Um, and this, uh, well, it's from Coward directly. Lance's delivery. The 49ers are kind of rebuilding it. He gets arm fatigue. It's not an easy throw. He needs days off, and they're worried about his accuracy. I don't know. I. And here is Mike Silver, an actual reporter. No disrespect to Coward, but he's more in the personality zone um, with you, buddy. Yes, there were some concerns about Trey Lance's accuracy and arm fatigue during his rookie year. That said, here are some things to get excited about. Elite intelligence, arm strength, athletic ability, relative lack of experience suggests high ceilings. High ceiling, we shall see. So that's just something that was floating around and connected to this situation as well. It's also July. I think that... Right. The Pelissero report and and mostly how they've acted actually does indicate to me that they understand keeping Jimmy is thorny. And I think they are fully like going full steam ahead with Trey Lance. I don't think there's anything to it. All right. Let's pause right here and take a break. We'll be right back. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. 
It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Um, in other news, you know, I'm still not recovered from, as I'm sure many Seattle Seahawks fans would uh, agree, Century Link Field, the clink, becoming Lumen Field. Like, I'm still not totally cool with that. And now we head to Pittsburgh where Heinz Field is no more. I know I shouldn't get attached to the corporate names because they're still just corporate names. But when they're when they work, when they're good corporate names, you just you want the corporate name to stay where it is. So the 21 year run of Heinz Field in Pittsburgh is no more. They are now for the next 15 years. This building is known as get ready to say it a trillion times drum roll please what the hell is it i don't know acrashore stadium let's go baby you don't want to go to acrashore in december and it's it's at the point where um i immediately went to see what dave damashek longtime lifelong steelers fan had to say about it he seemed nonplussed um if you check out his tweets, Acrisure is a, um, I went to, because I mean, you cannot tell from the name what's happening there. A fine tech leader, financial tech leader, they provide essentially intelligence-driven financial services solutions for insurance, reinsurance, real estate services, cyber services, and asset and wealth management. That does not scare wow. the Baltimore Ravens. And, and the name also is the opposite of rolling off the tongue. It sounds, uh, it's, it's, it's weighty. It's, it's unenjoyable to Jacoby say. Jacoby Brissett is licking his chops. Yes, he is. Ready to go they, into Acrisure. He's got a free plug, though. A free plug from Mark. I do feel like at least <laughs> half of these new stadium rights. Point deals are just for companies that like need to explain what their company actually is so they need more attention on it like just come up with a name that would that would have helped us out in the first place better and you could avoid having to spend all that money my favorite um bad corporate stadium name is uh the chicago white Sox. it's a guaranteed rate stadium or field and then the logo (laughs) is a um like a stock arrow pointing down so it has the name and then it shows it's like a like a stock market thing, like shooting down. And it's like, well, that doesn't I feel like you don't want to connect like the arrow pointing no. down with your <laughs> professional sports club. But that's what's happening over there. Hey, whatever happened to Fenway Park, Yankee Stadium, <laughs> like when we were kids. Uh, all right. In other news. So that that sucks. Um, but who cares? Yeah, that's filed. <laughs> that's one of those categories like. That sucks, but you know who cares? Who gives a? That's <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. Category. But it falls under that category. That's true. Uh, let's see. Lamar Jackson is hoping a deal gets done before training camp. A little bit of a change there, Greg, from the uh, the idea that he might wait it out and go the Kirk Cousins route. Now maybe it's taking it on a more traditional feel. The negotiation. Yeah, he he said this at a, a charity event. I think his own um, to uh, Safid Dean of the US of USA Today. 
and he said they're in the middle of negotiations. So I, I think that's noteworthy. This whole idea that Lamar was going to like wait it out. And I had this whole idea. He's going to like break the system. Uh, I believe I even said on this podcast, a month ago, I had heard some uh, whispers that that wasn't true at all. This was just like how he was negotiating. And in the end, it's probably going to end up being more typical than uh, like every quarterback. And it, it now sounds to me like this thing is probably. Are you disappointed in him, Greg? Because you were getting a little hot in the pants. I was getting kind of fired up. I thought it'd be interesting route. as like an intellectual yeah, exercise. But uh, the man the man deserves what uh, whatever he wants to do. And it sounds like he wants his money. He uh, he also, in terms of um, a physical body update, has gone from 205 pounds to 220, the thickest he's ever been in the league. He's been working on tightening his motion. Ah! Um, but I would ask this from a contract angle. His arms were big. Did you see that? He really did look like no, a, I mean, you think he of him as a No, I mean, he had 15 pounds guy. of muscle. It wasn't like, you know, some flab around the, the stomach area. He's looking uh, fantastic. His biceps what, large. What happens to him money-wise, though? You can't, like, does, does the Deshaun Watson contract honestly operate as a, like a barometer or, or a bar for these other, for these other superstar throwers because I don't think you can pay him that I think he's it's somewhere maybe closer to, to Dak Prescott I, I just it just seems like mm. the Deshaun Watson scenario threw a real wrench in the works for the rest of these guys and their agents oh well I think he'll get I think he'll get top top shelf money the only thing about Watson that I'm curious with these other quarterbacks is like are they going to get fully guaranteed contracts right now? the guarantee like side Watson. but otherwise I don't I don't have much doubt that Lamar is coming in right at or near the top of the the shelf, and I think the Ravens are just gonna do that. On another show, it would be uh, the whole next twenty minutes would be a segment about, yeah, but Lamar Jackson with a thicker build, do, will he lose agility and speed? Was this the right <laughs> move? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Is this the right move for Zach Wilson? Damn right, it's the right move. I'm I'm taking this straight from the New York Post, the paper of record in this house down at the shore, by the way. I don't know what's going on with the Post, by the way. I feel like the Post's got a different vibe now than it did when I was reading it on the subway in the 2000s. Is that what's or was ha- it what's, always that way? What sort of was, direction is it taken? What, what's the, the ownership issue? was always the same and it was leaning the same. I think uh, like a lot of things, it might be leaning even a little more uh, hard, but uh, I, I think know. it was always that way. Yeah. I, don't, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild what's going on in the post these days. But anyway, the, uh, the, the here's the lead. Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend appears to be dating his college roommate, Washington Commander's wide receiver, Dax Meline, after she seemingly accused the Jets quarterback of cheating on her with his mom's best friend. Wow. Zach. Well, let's get Graver in here. Gravedigger. There is a <laughs> um, significant age difference between you and your paramour. Uh have you found, and we don't know if this is true. Of course, Zach Wilson isn't going to comment on it, at least not at this point. Um, here's another quote before I actually do bring it to Gravedigger. Um, in a since-deleted comment, someone connected to this said that Wilson was, quote, sleeping with his mom's best friend. That's the real homie hopper. <laughs> I don't, that one, I don't know. Okay. Um, Graver, your feelings. Mm-hmm. Is this a situation, and we know the boy is still a boy. He's a little more girthy now, but he still remains a boy. Do you think he can handle this? Uh, the, the idea of dating a woman several years older, not everyone could do that. Now, you did it easily. No, I know that's not accurate, actually. <laughs> um, 
No, but my you did break up a marriage. Is, the age, the age is yeah. similar. I thought you were similar. I thought you were of similar age. The two of you. Yes, I'm. I'm three years older than her, actually. So what? it's <laughs> not really like Zach Wilson at all. But um, really good for Zach. Wow. <laughs> yeah, this keeps on getting yes. more interesting. Uh huh. Um. No, so I don't really I don't, need your I'm input on this because I had the uh, right. I, I was mis I was mistaken. I'm sorry. Well, I think he's, I think we go we come to Graver for two things on this show: <laughs> Titans analysis and like uh, relationship stripe for like stealing other people's uh, significant others. So I think this is his lane. I still think he, I I'd think like he to might say he didn't what he steal. <laughs> I think he can't, he swooped in. Oh, ooh, there he goes. I mean, the table was yeah. set for you no, to some no. degree. The listeners should know he just did That's, a little yes, thing that... with his hand, like, well, yeah, I did kind of steal her away from a married man. <laughs> no, your swoop in is a good way to put it. That's um, opportunistic. So, like, timing, let's say, but... like, the relationship was on the rocks and you had the opportunity to, to push their ship back out to sea or just drag it over the jetty to the shore. Kill the other guy on the boat, and then get, and then jump back in the boat and push yourself out with an oar, and now it's smooth sailing. Yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a pretty good description of metaphorically yeah. speaking what happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to Zach Wilson. You know, I don't know if this is like a relationship or if it's just like a little one-time thing he did, the cheating on his girlfriend, and like, was it? Is he exploring a relationship with the person he cheated mm. with, or was it just like? What is, how I does cheated. the mom feel about it? Because I that, I believe this a hundred percent. I mean, the reporting is oh, from almost the ex girlfriend. Uh, she's she's trying to defend herself that she's now dating one of his best friends, and uh, <laughs> and she's coming with the fire of saying like I had good reason for it. Well, the mom had it, and Dan, you asked if, if Zach Wilson could handle it. I think he's already handled it um, from a certain point of view. But <laughs> he's got uh, that dog in him. He, well, he did, and, and it's funny because like the the first thing that started to happen was NFL players um, from every team, past and present, coming out of the woodwork to essentially praise him. So I think it's um, maybe helped the Zach Wilson brand on some level. Well, uh, but and you you guys you guys were excited about it. This this popped up on our uh, absolutely group text with a bunch of friends, and I, it was. It was as uh, fired up about the Jets as Mark and Dan have been in a long time. <laughs> no, like I think it's it's definitive proof that he's got that dog in him, and now you, you've, he's added the weight. He's he's beefed up. He's a, he's the little thick boy now, and uh, now you have this. This is going to make him his path to manhood is even you know he's going further down that road, and it's only going to lead to greatness on the field. I think all of this when we look back at where you could pull this for a news drop for next year. When we look back at everything that happened in the last six months around Zach Wilson um, and then what happens in the season to come, it's all connected to what's happened here. With the change to the bod, now this new relationship, the Stifler situation, he's got that dog in him, and it's just it's going to translate, and he is the guy. He's the guy. It's finally happening I don't know if it's a relationship, now. though. I'm not I'm – not, uh, there's no hard <laughs> evidence that it's a ongoing um, – relationship dan but it, they have related to each other in some form there's no question about that his mom being an influencer which is kind of a wild sitch for uh zach but uh she posted according to the post an emotional nearly 30 minute long instagram video sunday decrying the evils of social media and online predators so if you want to check that, that was out, also just a, a ps that was know. largely about um her daughter zach's sister who um encountered a rather nefarious character online and she claimed to have lost her influence over her daughter 
um, due to satanic uh, influence. So there's a lot happening inside the family from what um, from you what know, I read. I think there might be something here for you, Mark. Is, is Wilson's mom married? I don't know. I'm trying to keep myself. I, I'm, I've got my hands full as is. I'm fine. All right. And... Don't forget, Zach uh, went to BYU, which is the Cougars. So it's all fitting. Just everything works out. But um, bum He's got that dog in him. He's got that cougar in him. This is either the best or worst time for Zach Wilson for this story to pop up is this week. Like he's <laughs> he's pretty much front page of the NFL right now because of this. Uh, Justin Houston back with the Ravens, Eddie Goldman to the Falcons. And that's what's happening in the news. Let's take a break. And then the Superstar Club. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This guy is looking to become a major superstar. A superstar. All right, here we go. It's time every July. Every July. I promise you, every July, this will be on the docket. And I will write it. As long as I'm with the company, they will say to me, it's July. You know what that means. Now you write this. So I write this. The Superstar Club. There is a finite number of superstars in the NFL. Do you know how many there are? Take a guess. You're a superstar. 29. 32. No, way more. But I only talk about quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers for the most part. Okay? Tight ends. Those categories, there are 28 superstars mm. in the league. Okay? And one bonus one, which we're going to get to. And I'm very excited to talk about it. But let's start by, again, introducing what is the Superstar Club. Yes, it is a club where only the best of the best reside. Okay. And in 
every other year I've done this, without exception, it's a zero-sum game. If I add someone to the club, and I've been doing this for about five or six years, I need to take somebody out. And you'd, you'd be surprised, and this is just the natural, so maybe you wouldn't be surprised. It's the natural flow of sports. Guys, ebb and flow, careers peak, then they come down. And there is a natural order in which guys fade out while new, while new guys come in. And it's interesting to see in this type of exercise who are those guys. Because this is right, by the way. Sometimes these things are framed as opinion pieces, but this is it. This is this is the definitive superstar because it's on NFL.com. And it's scientific. It's not just your opinion. It's There's a lot that went into it. If the reader could tell that immediately. Right. It's not um, gobetsports.org. You know, it, it's not some other Fugazi sports site, ESPN. No, this is NFL.com. So just think about that. If there's someone's writing this on NFL.com, it has to be right. This is the top. This is a $14 billion company. How could it be wrong? Think about that. There's a the real NFL gravity to NFL.com. You're has right. never been wrong about anything. Uh, very... <laughs> Very savvy. Also, this is a perfect time of year for the Superstar Club. I see a lot of a lot of news stories about the Superstar Club. Home yeah. home fans getting excited or angry. This and is, I, this you know, I again for all of us, maybe some more than others, but certainly for me, I'm trying to enjoy these last few weeks before we really dig back in. And I went and I pulled up this article. Uh, a few minutes ago, and I was stunned by some of the decisions that were made. I don't remember writing this really, so what? we're all, we're all going to kind of celebrate this together and uh, okay. dig in and and okay. debate what was right, what seems wrong, but is not because it's on the website of the National Football League. Let's dig in, Superstar Club, 2022. Let's start with the big quarterback position, okay? And uh, we have. Some new names. Let's see. We have two new names. And I hate when I, I hate when I'm a year off, but I was. Okay. So Joe Burrow is in the Superstar Club. Congratulations, Joe. What a moment for you. You're Welcome. Superstar. His year two. Obviously incredible. I don't need to give you a rundown of what made year two for Joe Burrow so great, but coming back from the knee injury, taking the Bengals of all teams uh within one drive of winning the Super Bowl. He's in, have to take somebody out, zero-sum game. Matt Ryan, it's been a hell of a run for Matty Ice. An incredible player. I feel like I've been dumping on Matty Ice on this uh, podcast uh, this offseason, but I really like Matt Ryan. I've always liked him. You guys know my frustrating uh, relationship I've had with him because I always draft him in fantasy because I just like liked him. I just liked the dude. And then when he threw exactly 26 touchdowns for 10 straight years other than 2017, that did frustrate me, but I like the man. He's got to go at 37 years old. I think he is going to be an asset for the Colts, but I think the days of him being an MVP level gunslinger are over. So he steps out of the superstar club. It was a great run. No shame in leaving because everybody does eventually disagree on Ryan. No, those two are easy. I feel like you, you were, you're looking for layups as a superstar club um, bouncer. Yeah. And you got a few there at, at quarterback, which I think is the toughest position on the board. And, and from a zero sum angle, like I don't know, look, you'll you'll reveal who else is on it. I don't know who else you would have pulled out. Ryan was the was the only overt 
easy choice there. And you were yeah. a year. I don't think you were a year late on Burrow. I think you were a year late on this next guy. Burrow yes. at this point you know a year what? ago. You're right. it, it makes you're right. I kind of swapped him in my head just now. Yes, I am a year late on Justin Herbert because he put enough on tape year one with the Chargers to show that, whoa, this guy is special. And yet I went with the old, ooh, that was a nice season, but I want to see more. And then he was even better, <laughs> and and he just showed that, you know, he is a absolute superstar. That is the word he's, uh, I wrote in the piece, the master of the 35-yard yard turkey hole shot. He's the king of the scramble and 60-yard heave, the expert of that 10-yard sandwich coverage dart. If you remember uh, in that in that crazy drive at the end of the season uh against uh, i believe it was the raiders um that's it he's 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 in a, in a golden age of the position we have a, a kid here that has delivered more wow plays than basically anyone the past two seasons should have done it last year he's in out this one just to get greggy fired up from japan it's gonna shake tokyo what's the nearest city you are right now hokayato I'm in Tokyo. I'm in. Tokyo. Oh, you're in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, my in-laws live in Tokyo. Right in the heart of it. I love it. Look at you from Los Angeles to to from New York City to Los Angeles to Tokyo. You are a big city man. I only go big. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Kyler Murray. I put him in last year, and I reserve the right. Everyone's on a one-year probationary period in the Superstar Club, and I think. I have to take a step back. I'm sorry, Greg. I know you disagree with this, uh, but there have been elements of the last two years that have bothered me, uh, but especially this past year with the injury again and then the way things went in the playoffs and then what happened after the playoffs, which I'm not going to get too hung up on that side of the drama, the uh, obviously the back and forth and the contract stuff, but I think maybe I got sucked in with his flair for the great highlight play and maybe – looked past some of the other elements that could hold him back from being a superstar. So now I'm taking him out. And again, would I take him out if it wasn't a zero sum situation? No, I think it would have left him in, but that's not the rules of the game. And maybe that means the rules are flawed as hell, but we're in too deep to change it for mo for the most part. Greg, tell me why I'm wrong. Well, it, because quarterbacks are superstars, so it's more about the game. I, I think if, when I look at the list of quarterbacks that are on there, there isn't one, uh, that I would put behind Kyler Murray in terms of being a superstar and earning his spot. So I actually don't really have a huge problem. It's just I guess quarterbacks have to be a bigger a bigger group because to me he he's a one name guy. Like people know Kyler Murray. Hmm. Like he's such a okay. unique he, he has a he has a particular style too to his game. Like even all the contract stuff this offseason, I think that showed just how much people know and are aware of Kyler Murray. I thought you were saying I was mad here from Japan because, you know, Kyler does represent the Asian American community. Well, of course, uh, part Korean. Um, wow. and so that, that even, that even expands <laughs> his reach. Uh, but then again, the Super no. Bowl champion, Matthew Stafford's not on this list too. So that's, that's two quarterbacks right there that to me are superstars, but in the zero sum game, I, there is no other quarterback on your list. I don't know if you want to go through all 10 of them that I would put, uh, ahead of those guys. So I, actually, if you're sticking it at 10, I agree with you or whatever the number is. I agree with you. I just think those guys are superstars because compared to these other positions, you can't tell me that Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford aren't superstars versus some of these running backs or tight ends and stuff, if that All makes right. any sense. Mark Sessler. Yes. I know Matthew Stafford had an incredible playoff run and a really good first season uh, in Los Angeles. When you think Matthew Stafford, 
Is that a superstar quarterback? With this situation, um, there's a quarterback I would flip out that remains on your list with Matthew Stafford. Oh. There's someone I would take away. I think I know who it's going to be. Let me hear what you're going to say. A Dak Prescott. Yep. That and, was one I saw the article. And I was like, oh. Hmm. But I, I'm with Greg, though. The thing is, it's the zero-sum part of this. This is a club. The bouncer has to make tough decisions. Mm. Um, there's obviously chaotic environments occurring, and the bouncer has to go with his instincts. So it's not an argument that Matthew Stafford, for me, isn't a superstar, that Kyler Murray isn't, that Dak Prescott isn't. But if you're talking about taking one guy out to put someone else in, I would have been comfortable flipping Dak out and putting Matthew Stafford in with the idea that that could change down the road. The idea of what, Greg, you were saying, how the quarterback is the superstar position, really in all of sports. Um, and I think he, for me, and I would imagine for a lot of other people as well, one thing you have to say, the Cowboys do things differently. They're viewed differently. And it felt the same way with Tony Romo in a lot of ways. Like, I think he gets a little bump because he's the quarterback yes. of the Dallas Cowboys. And and I think there's something that comes with that. He's box office. So even though he took a little bit of a step back in some ways, and I know he was coming back from injury, um, I felt um, comfortable giving it another year and didn't really think too hard about it, actually. Um, but I understand when you start doing things like, well, if Kyler's out and Stafford's out, then, then you're saying they're less – superstar material than Dak and it gets a little tricky, but I'm, I'm standing by it. I stick to my story. Samson. Well, plus Stafford sneaky, good cell phone commercial with your girl. Uh, That's a great commercial. Miriam, you know, nice job in that. He he did a nice job. He's, he didn't even get the Super Bowl MVP. Like he had the best four game stretch of his entire season to go win a Super Bowl in incredible fourth quarter comebacks against the best teams in the league, beating uh, Tom Brady uh, along the way. It's like he, if I'm Matthew Stafford, he's like, what more do I got to do? Uh, I'm not allowed in the club. Oh, who's that going? But Oh, Darren Waller. Oh yeah. Darren <laughs> Waller. Like what? I'm a well, Darren Waller That's was fat. at the uh, broadcast boot camp. Uh, no offense. I'm just saying when we like, were, uh, when we were you know, sharing with value. all these star players how to have a successful podcast, and I could just feel the electricity <laughs> in the room to be around a Darren Waller while he was zoned in on every word we were saying during that uh, particular event. But Dan, my one argument, though, because if you talk about Dak Prescott getting a bump because of the Dallas Cowboys, and you're not that I get it, especially in a club environment, that matters. But the league would want you to acknowledge that Matthew Stafford winning the Super Bowl with their precious Los Angeles Rams. And I, I literally don't even Still mean that in a negative way, but mm. the Rams have been set up to become probably Cowboys 1B to some degree. I mean, it's like that's what they want them to be. And he won a Super Bowl with them. The plan went absolutely perfectly according to plan. And uh, I that's where I bump. I think he has right, those star credentials. It's a good you know point. Where, you know it's who I am point. in this uh, exercise? I'm John Harbaugh, the Ravens, always throwing out rules changes. And I'm like just trying to change the structure. Because, like, again, Kyler and Stafford are, are standing outside. They're like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, I make $30 million a year. We're on the biggest games. Who's that going? Oh, it's Nick Chubb. <laughs> Nick Chubb just walked by. I mean, uh, I want to change the structure and I want two more quarterbacks in it. All guess. right. Well, it's something that's uh, I'll think about. Well, if you remind me next summer, I will think about it. Otherwise, hey, I'll Nick, you're, you're really going to add a lot to this party. 
Hey, Greg, um, I would love to see you tell, tell Nick Chubb that to his face because he could probably squeeze your, the life out of you with his right me. hand. It's, it's Matthew Stafford oh. doing it. The updated Connor. QB membership of the Superstar Club, Josh Allen. This is alphabetical order, so don't read into it. Everybody's always reading into everything. A take, you know, take a seat and relax. Take a puff of the peace pipe. Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I had to pull Deshaun Watson because all these fun little off-season articles, he ruins everything. I said, he's, I can't. You're just out of. The, you're just off this conversation. You, you, I think you can. If if the NFL can suspend him, you can certainly suspend. Uh, he's been suspended his from the Superstar he's, Club. But by the way, that, there's never been a better issues. list. There's never been a better list of superstar quarterbacks in NFL's history. I'd like you to it's come awesome. up with thir- 13 names or, or whatever it is, 12 names that are as good as this. Running back. This guy is looking to become a major superstar. A year late, Jonathan Taylor. Welcome. Unbelievable. Don't need to get into how incredible he was. And I will say this. Uh, he's entering his age 23 campaign. He has a better quarterback. Most likely, if you believe in regression or just luck, uh, a, a, blo- a blocking front that will be healthier and better uh, given Frank Reich's tendencies. I think a run of 2,000 yards rushing, especially in a 17-game season, in play. He is a superstar. Jonathan Taylor out. Saquon Barkley. And I wrote last year that um, I left him in, even though I had misgivings coming off the knee injury and a slow rehab and obviously all the other things. Uh, but this was a, obviously a no-brainer. Um, he averaged just 3.7 yards per carry last season, did not look explosive at all. I hold out hope that he's going to bounce back in a better situation with Joe Judge and Jason Garrett out the door. But at 25 years old, he has to prove he's not kind of the next, I hate to say this, but the next Todd Gurley type guy who goes from superstar player to out of the league by age 28. Hard I, to argue with that. He like doesn't even come up that quickly when we talk about the Giants. So I think that's a that's a clear sign of where he's at. Maybe he'll maybe he'll bounce back. But we we talk about the Giants a lot, and like Saquon doesn't even come up anymore. He should he, he should if if they're going to be interesting this year, he he's going to be a big part of that. But he is not a superstar anymore. There's there's too many running backs. So I guess uh, is my is my issue. I guess if I mean it's nothing personal against Chubb, but he. he it's more just like not a huge. He deserves it in terms of how good he you're is. You're just saying not, that because he has, you know, kind of a bad name. Like you're you're down on him because his name is Nick Chubb. I love him as a player. I think his global or you know American influence as like a big name in the sport right now. It's you know it's not it's not close to the Kyler Murray and Matthews. You, well, right. one of the reasons is Nick Chubb does almost no public endorsements that we know of. Yeah. He barely speaks. He's sort of a silent warrior, but from from the angle of his actual play, he is right. a superstar I, running I know, back. I know. I take book. it back. I've always been a huge fan of Chubb, but like the if, other names you, you got the names right. I don't think there's any question at running back. I think you got the names. If right. like Nick Chubb's name was Kiriakos P. Champion, you'd be like, oh yeah, <laughs> put him in, keep him in forever. But you're you're ding. I think you're giving him a little. Uh, Nick Chubb. I think you're right. There. Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, those just sound like guys that like, oh, of course. Welcome, Mr. Henry. Uh, welcome, Cook. You know, you're coming into the club. All right. I Nick- do question, though. How do, I have a question. How do you assess injuries on this? Well, why don't you read the list? Because I have yes, a question about one the of the guys on this. Running back membership. Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, 
Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor. Um, how do I? You just got to keep an eye on it. You just you it, like McCaffrey. Obviously, you could. If I was in a tough spot, and let's say, for instance, Joe Mixon was who was great last year, but let's say he was otherworldly last year to the point where he had to be in the club, and I had to pull somebody. You know, I'm starting. McCaffrey is a guy you can make a case because he's basically had two straight years ruined by injury. Um, but because the natures of the injuries, um, it's not the type of injuries where, oh, he's not the same guy anymore. They're more a lot of like soft tissue issues, things like that. I think that McCaffrey, I'm I'm OK with waiting it out another year. I could regret that next year, but I, I felt like that was the play, way to go. The other guy, obviously, is Derek Henry, who you say, man, he's got a ton of mileage. You look at his where he's at now in terms of career totes and you start to you look at the data points. And apparently this is where a guy goes down and he has screws in his feet now and all this other stuff. Um, but I'm not going to take Derek, Derek Henry out of the superstar club right now. I'm just not going to do it. I'd rather wait a year too long. It feels like the group with the most year to year variance where two or three guys could come in and guys could exit too, just based on age. I mean, McCaffrey's to me, he's right on the razor's edge because he's not available. And that's not that different than Saquon, no matter what the injuries have been. All right, let's move. So wide receiver, I had to do it. I had to add two spots because it's just the the frequency and the rate of these guys coming into the league and blowing up the league it's outpacing guys that are coming out of their prime. So you could tell me that I failed in this project because I didn't make it zero somewhat wide receiver, but I needed to make a change. Maybe I'll feel the same way about quarterback next year, Greg, when you know, when your boys go off and make me look bad next year. But we shall see. I have Cooper Cup. Now, people are going to say, hey, Jack, why wasn't Cooper Cup in the Superstar Club before this last year? Look at his career and then look at 2021. He was always good to very good to maybe great, but becoming the triple crown guy, becoming the unstoppable force in the Super Bowl, uh, when they get when all the chips were down, like all that stuff was a progression with a different quarterback that obviously I didn't see coming, but he's an easy in for me. Is that fair? Like it was a bad I think it's totally fair. I went to like just to look at the numbers and it's it's a good reminder. He didn't have a thousand yards in 2020. Granted, a little hurt. Uh, 1160 yards in in 2019 was his peak. So I th- I think the superstar club isn't a predictive service. It's a validation. It's the crowning achievement of a career. That's a good. I pull think it's quote. also, but it's another argument for Matthew Stafford too because it was it was their connection yeah. as well. That's, That's fair. All right, so I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna tell you the the four guys that are in, and then I'll get to the two guys that I took out. So you got to put in cup. I'm not going to be cute here. Jamar Chase is already in based off his rookie season. I mean, these guys, when they hit the ground running as a day one superstar, they're not going to turn into a pumpkin. That's who they are. Barring injury, this is going to be a great long career. Easy. So, and by the way, Cincinnati fans, congratulations. Like uh, you have your quarterback and a wide receiver entering the superstar club uh, before their age, you know, 25 seasons. In Chase's case, I believe he's 22. My goodness. Um, and then Justin Jefferson. I should have put him in last year. That's a bad job by me. Um, but I didn't make I wasn't gonna make the same mistake twice, which is why I did put in um why I did put in Jamar Chase. I said, listen, I don't need to see more. I didn't need to see more from Justin Jefferson last year. He just did the same thing again. He's in now. Debo Samuel also in. Now you could push back a little bit on this if you You're want. Maybe. Uh mm. 
but I'm just not going to do it because I, he's a unicorn. He's a type of guy that any team would love to have. And oh, by the way, we brought him up a little earlier. He hasn't rescinded his trade demand from what we're hearing. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but some good stats um, on Samuel from PFF. Uh, he averaged nearly 11 yards after the catch per reception last year. After the catch, 11 yards. Best in the NFL. He broke 14 runs of 10-plus yards in the season. Had 14 touchdowns for a Niners offense that would have been lost without him. Um, so you add Debo as well. Now, you guys good with all four of those guys going in? Yes. Usually this is the position where I push back the most, and I, I like all your receiver decisions. Here. All right. I'm taking out Michael Thomas. And I know this is Saints fan central now, the show, but I have to take out Michael Thomas. Too many injuries. And the fact that we're getting some weird reports about his availability, even now, that ankle, I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, he could come back and and be a really competitive, uh, a really productive player. He could be a star again. He could be a superstar again. But I need to make some tough decisions here. And um, I just don't know without Sean Payton, without Drew Brees, missing you know the better part of two years with a lower body injury at age 29 i just can't say he's going to be that guy anymore where do you guys come down there i I feel like this is where you need a very strong hiring process for your bouncers because i don't want to be the man to tell michael thomas (laughs) he has to leave the club he surprisingly was there a lot like throughout his rehab like and he was in the cast and everything, but like he never leaves. Um, no, he loves to, it in the club, right? Uh, to tell him to go, I would be, I would be fearful, but I think it's the right move. Have you ever had someone get, you know, deep six from the club, then they, then they're allowed back in um, down the road? Let's say yeah. Michael Thomas well, produced the, two monster seasons. Yeah, the humiliating Tom Brady situation. Sure, which is <laughs> okay. a stain so on precedence. the superstar club that is something that doesn't wash out, but uh, it is what it is. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, just I do want to mention uh, an article uh, on zonecoverage.com entitled Dan Hansis finally puts Justin Jefferson in his superstar club uh, where they say, you, you know, you own up to making a mistake. And then I'm going to just read something from the last <laughs> paragraph. Despite it being a silly sort of club. Jefferson's induction into the superstar club has given the Viking fans legitimacy in their arguments this past offseason when they told everyone else specialized. I mean, so that he's now saying, like, this is ultimately... It, he said it was silly, but then he ultimately said it was validating and it meant a lot to him. Hey, NFL.com. Yeah, I think he unspooled his own argument. You can't call the club silly, then turn around and say it's changed the complexion of the Plus fan base's spent, verbal arguments. like 600 words on it, so that alone. If I could give people content to uh, work off their blogs, that that makes this even more rewarding to me, uh, whether it's complimentary or not. Just before we move off, Thomas, I just want people to remember, and this is it didn't give me pause. I thought this is the move that had to be made, um, and I personally will not be handling it. I have like a uh, Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse type bouncer who's going to handle this. He's going to be cool until it's time to not be cool. Um, but... He had 274 catches for 3,130 yards and 18 touchdowns in the two seasons before he got hurt in week one, that ankle injury. That's mm. basically, it makes Devontae Adams look pedestrian. <laughs> now a Packers fan will write an article saying, well, actually, Devontae Adams has better stats over those past two years. Oh, he's in the club. 
I mean, well, I think you're doing you're All right. you're churning out content just with your words. So I also had to take out Julio Jones. Uh, probably should have done it last year, but I was just giving him respect. That's just respect for one of the greatest wide receivers of his generation and Graver. And, and you know, uh, I'm sure you were Justin going into last season thinking, okay, uh, we know he's older. We know he battles injuries, but I'm sure there was a, in the back of your mind, this idea that maybe he would be a monster for you. And that wasn't a crazy thought last summer, even in a run heavy offense, it just never really happened. Obviously, he had some moments, but was no longer the same player. It's true. You know, we Titans fans last year were like, oh, he only played nine games for Atlanta because they had no shot at the playoffs. So why push him through a soft tissue injury? But that was not the case. He is, uh, his hamstrings are probably not suitable to play football anymore. <laughs> I don't know. He also doesn't, doesn't have, have a job. Right for, now. Yeah, which is why. Yeah, for sustained period, I mean, I just... Hang it up. Hang it up. Enjoy your life. Be able to walk forever. That's what I say. I don't know. Hey, usually we don't like to tell people what to do yes. uh, with, the, with their jobs, but th- that is maybe that's that's Graver giving uh, Julio Jones the old Adrian. You can't win, Rocky. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in the Adrian role right now. Anyway, updated wide receiver membership. Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown. Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, who I gave a little thought to, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, some close calls. I took out Mike Evans last year. I I caught I catch heat for that still. Um, uh, CD Lamb, not quite there yet. I thought he would be in this year, but he's not. That's about it, unless you want to get hot in the pants about T. Higgins or Terry McLaurin, but thoughts. I'd like to see where we are a year from now with Tyreek Hill. I mean, I think he's superstar mm, ability, wow. but the the exercise also, let's say the environment isn't right and, he is, and his numbers fall off and things go a bit south there. Like, I mean, you can, in a one world, you could see that happening. How does that affect his club membership? I feel like this has been a big off season for him though. He's, you know, he's been doing this podcast, which is getting attention. I feel like every time he talks about Tua and makes national, it's almost like he's been the supporting actor who's now going off for his own show. I feel like he's the biggest star in Miami. Uh, I, I just, so he, he makes sense. He's box office. Yeah. I think he doth protest too much about um, Tua uh, on some level. I just there's too much backing Tua. It's like it just and, and then knocking down Patrick Mahomes. It's like what are we doing here? I, mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if he it's was fair. knocking him down too much, but the uh, the new no Mark thing, had it right. The DeAndre Hopkins uh, mentioned you. I, I was thinking the same thing that he when he played last year he wasn't quite the no. same nuke and he missed time and so he's someone to watch. But I've agreed. Now he's with suspended. Everything right, and he's going to be suspended to start this year. I agreed with almost everything, and I think you nailed the the receivers and I think you should err on keeping a guy who has that name value like DeAndre Hopkins one extra year if if they're still young enough and, and you did yeah that was uh, and I wrote in the piece you know are you the same guy nuke it's a guy to keep a close eye on when he comes back from the six game PED ban uh because Kyler Murray needs him to be that guy uh tight end I didn't uh make any additions uh Greg uh mocked Darren Waller I d- Despite I everything didn't. that he's overcome in his life and the the heights the heights of his achievements on the field, um, you believe he's a man that doesn't deserve no, to be here. He's so. he deserves to be if there's three tight ends. He is is great. I was making the positional 
value argument that like I would rather even have an extra quarterback than a third tight end. I also think you're adding capacity, you know, at a time when the COVID cases are picking up. So it's just an interesting decision for, for you to make to add capacity to the club. I have one question about your, your tight end um, scenario. Where's Mark COVID's Andrews? over, Greg. Don't you know that? Where Where is Mark Andrews in this? I think he had the, like the six most receiving yards in the league last year. I know they don't. I know he's featured dominantly in that offense, but that's true of these other three guys too. Okay, I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. Just answer the first thing that comes in your head. When I a- ask this question, all I ask for you to do is not to overthink it. Just give me the first instinct you have. Mm-hmm. Is Mark Andrews a superstar? Kitty cats. <laughs> you said the first thing that comes into my head. Um, I, I, I think so in thinking. this, in this tight end exercise, I, I think star. he is. He's but great... um, Waller does have kind of that value. Like he, beca- his story was so good, and he's their main guy. That he does have that that sort of star wattage value, and in. And I hate to say it because Mark Andrews is just as good, I think, as uh, Darren Waller. And last year was as good as as Kittle for 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 just last year. But you say, what's the first thing like in a big spot? You think of Mark Andrews. I think of those drops in the playoffs that he's had, it, which are totally uncharacteristic. He's got great hands, but in a big spot in the in the game that the Ravens blew uh, against the Titans, uh, you gotta catch the football. I'll say as well on the subject of Waller, tremendous uh, athlete and has it all. He took a step back last year, uh, put him in the club, and then he took a step back. So I don't know, maybe he's partying a little too hard in the club. Well, I don't want to make light of that. He's had issues in the past. But I think he's a guy I want to see where he fits in. Obviously, he's going to be a key part of that offense uh, in Vegas. But now Devontae Adams is there. It could be better for him, or he could kind of become – I'm not going to say wallpaper, but is he going to be a dominant, big producer stud in that offense? It'll be interesting to see. Tight end membership, Travis Kelsey. Keep an eye on Kelsey. Maybe he lost a step last year. A step? That's what I thought until the last month or so, and then he took over, including in that Bills game. Then he's the other direction because Tyreek Hill is gone. So you have... Waller gets a superstar wide receiver coming into the building. Kelsey loses Tyreek Hill, which I guess means more targets, but also the field all of a sudden is going to get a little tighter for a 30-plus tight end. So keep an eye on it. But Kelsey, Kittle, Waller. But people should know, Kyle Pitts is knocking on the door. He's not there yet. Thought about it. But you can't you can't make le- can't take a leap of faith for the superstar club. He just yeah, can't he's do not it. In, he's not in there yet. I think that's you made the right choice. But I'm he's looking maybe forward to adding him next the bus year. There. I'm, I can't wait to put him in next year because I think it's going to happen. And Ravens fans who are upset about the Mark Andrews thing, and I heard from them, well, I got good news because you got Lamar and you got somebody else. For the first time ever, the Superstar Club and then like the X thing and the Kicker Club combined for the party <laughs> of the century, baby. Justin Tucker you're coming in the door you're a superstar buddy you did it (laughs) 
Picture him wearing a full-length white mink coat. No shirt underneath, but a huge gold chain. And the shades, the whole thing. I put him in. You know why You know why I put him in? You know why he's the first superstar kicker? He's one of one. He's an automatic all-pro. He's an indispensable piece of a legit AFC contender. He has an unmatched resume. He has mastered the sport's most pressure-filled and relentlessly scrutinized position. I know quarterback you could say too, but it's different. He should be a first first ballot Hall of Famer when his time comes, which isn't even close. And oh, by the way, like just to remind everyone of what I, you know, I've been talking about for years on this show that this guy is a god. He hit a damn 66-yard field goal last year at the gun to beat the Lions and almost killed Dan Campbell. <laughs> this is a superstar. I and I know you by your test, Greg. Like it's about swag and like that charisma. He has that too. Yeah, you you sent this out on socials, and I said absolutely. Yes, he is a a superstar. This does give me sort of visions of like those '80s movies where, like, at the end of the movie, the popular kids kind of welcome in the nerd, and you know, and it, it means a lot to him. Like, you're all right, Justin-, Justin. No, it's like you're all right, Tucker. Like uh, part of if I was Justin Tucker, part of it's like what took so long. Um, right. But I think he always has an eye on the bigger kicker community and wants to represent and knows knows what it means uh, to be the first kicker to break new boundaries. So he's not going to be like a T.O. not showing up for the Hall of Fame. He's going to love this. And does the Superstar Club? I mean, this is a thriving operation. Yeah. They were aware of the kicker club and that Justin Tucker was a, a regular there. And, um, you know, keeping that business alive. So now he's working with both. I mean, but was that, did that delay his entrance into this because he was already part of a, another tavern to sit, so to speak. It just got to a point. And I really do think the kick at Ford field, um, that was it. Put him over the top to me. Uh, that just, it was like the reminder. This is a, a different dude. Um, and I did as I do every year for this, when I'm writing this late at night, I'll, I'll send out a couple tweets to the people. Uh, poll tweets just to see where people stand on certain things. So I'll start with, uh, well, I'll start with Justin Tucker. Is Justin Tucker a superstar? Almost 6,000 people voted. 73% said yes. Same question. Is Kyler Murray a superstar? 5,100 votes. 81% said no. Hmm. Matthew Stafford, same question. The other one I really struggled with. 5,700 votes. 57.4% said no. Still not getting that love. The Kyler, the Kyler one tilted um, heavier than I would have imagined, but I, I would go no also. He's had a tough off season in the court of public opinion, I think. So I didn't put a huge amount into that, but I guess it was confirmation. Post season. I I think that's, yeah, I think that's most of it is that he had the worst game that, I think of his entire well, he had, career. He has the worst game, and then he, he has the worst social media game too. So it was yeah. just like <laughs> that's a toughie back to back. I mean, that was one of the worst postseason starts by any quarterback, much less uh, one trying to be a superstar. Uh, oh, you were you game. were letting him off the hook the day after. That I was game. just saying it was one game, I, you know, but there was no like defense. It. I don't think one game like defines who he is. I, it, the fact that it came in the playoffs and all that—that's it's unfortunate. What about his gaming addiction? Game. Does that concern you, Greg? No, I'm fine with that. If anything, it, it raises his uh, 
popularity with the kids, you know. Bigger um, superstar. My son Harrison, my five year old son, is very uh very athletic and he loves playing sports, but you know, they they watch YouTube occasionally. I try not to but they love it and they you know, it's a good sometimes it helps us when we're just trying to survive. Um, so they get into some of these gamers and then uh I asked him like somebody we talking about like, oh what what would be your nickname? And he looked at me, he's like, Gamer Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so maybe I have a concern. So maybe I shouldn't judge. I'm dealing with a potential mm. addict. Oh, I have two um, like raging gaming addicts in my house. So if that's already begun to Harrison, you're in deep water. I can promise you that. Um, there it is. That's the Superstar Club. And if there's someone out there that thinks this is silly or trite because I didn't dig into the offensive line or the defensive line or the defense in general, um. I, I guess I could just say to you, it's July. And that's what I was open to doing. And I thought those are the most fun positions to talk about and uh, eat it. Take another puff of the peace pipe and just move on. I don't know. I didn't have to get so uh, confrontational there at the end of the segment. <laughs> but Did you get a lot of heat for that? I mean, do you get a lot no. of complaints? No. I, people, you know, people get fired up about the, uh, you know, the selections, but no one is ever like, this isn't complete. <laughs> Which is uh, maybe a fair. If Greg was still the boss, back, like, ah, you should probably have the whole thing. I, I did not. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe I was when this started. I don't even know. It's been around so long. Uh, I, I, I think it's it's savvy. It's well timed too to get attention. Another headline I found: Terry McLaurin close, but not yet a superstar. So you are the definitive. Like they don't have any opinion. That has it's weight. It has legitimate weight. It's just That's a good. fact that he's not a superstar yet. That feels good. That's that NFL.com pop. You know, we're pretty lucky to have our jobs. You got a Bengals SB Nation website. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase enter into superstar status. Beautiful. So I remember grinding it out as a younger man, writing one to two posts on my Yankee blog a day for the whole year and, you know, getting a few hundred views and a couple comments. I don't take the, uh, the platform lightly. I just like this podcast. I'm being sincere. This is awesome that we could have these silly conversations and people are into it. It's awesome that we can do it from three different time zones. And I'm pulling this off while, uh, getting an extra week, what, uh, with the fam. So what's, what happened? What else happens in the future, Greg? Yeah. Share with us. Um, well, my kids are starting to make some noise here in the future. That will happen for you. Uh, let's see. Everything, um, is cleaner. It's technologically, it really does feel like the future here. Cause they're, they're just like a little ahead in right. technology. Like we went to a, like a museum, almost like a, a digital zoo. It's like, it's like once climate change just ruins uh, animals, this will be the types of zoos where we were walking around indoors and it was like almost like virtual reality, digital animals that you would have to like find, you know, it felt very something that will be, won't be wow. in the state. So that is, that is very futuristic. I mean, Sounds I like slightly depressing. Zoo, it was, it, that's what I thought it would be, but the kids, the kids loved it. 
it was sort of like a, almost being inside a video game. You had to like what, find Craig, it. what would you, when you emerge from this room that, you know, that looks like it could be just in West Los Angeles behind you. Um, yeah, what, what do you eat for breakfast in Japan? Typically, what would be your That's a good question? <laughs> Pretty yeah, same stuff. C- cereal, eggs, really? same, same stuff. Personally. Yeah. If I went out, you know, they eat a lot of fish for breakfast, uh, but you know, at the house it's, it's, you're going to come back with some of your uh, brand new Japanese shoes when you love those Japanese shoes. With the Onitsukas? Yeah, I mean, you can yeah, buy those Onitsukas. in the States too, but yeah, I probably will. I will because uh, the exchange rate's looking good. You can buy I was talking free. to my, uh, I caught up with my uh, cousin, Mike, who you guys have met at the Miami Super Bowl, big dog, and um, we got lunch and he had, a, he had a pair of those and I was like, oh yeah. Uh, he said, "Like, oh yeah, your your friend Greg, he he has those as well. I I noticed him at the Super Bowl, and I told him I liked him. And um, I said, how did you know about them? These Onitskas, is that how you pronounce it? Sure, sure. I mean they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, well, actually, I they first got on my radar uh, because it's the character played by Uma Thurman in Kill Bill. That's what she mm. wore, and he liked mm. them, and he looked them up, and sure enough, they were affordable and uh, plentiful in the mail." category of <laughs> I mean we're just giving out free ads all over the place this and Ally Shore or what is the the Steelers thing I don't even know we've already forgotten yeah they got theirs anything else Greg from Japan no no we'll miss you uh I, I think you're you're off the next uh program. I will be we'll, we'll be, uh, back. We'll we'll be, be back. back uh Thursday I'll be taking the family to Yankee Stadium uh to see the Yankees play the Reds so uh, Chris Wesley always, um, always near, uh, even when it feels like he's far. So that will be nice. So while I'm at that game, you guys will uh, knock out another pod and then uh, we'll slowly start to ramp things up. Um, I think we'll maybe have one more two show week next week. And then I think we might be back on the three train uh, the yeah, week after as training camp start to, to get rolling and another season to come. So very exciting times. Uh, all right, and Mark, you just take it easy over there. I, I will have a be good time, don't, but also don't you just, worry. You know, let's, let's keep things under control. Also, they are under control. I don't know if I suggested uh, otherwise with my appearance today. They're very much under control. I believe there was a uh, a throwaway comment re- connected to the hotels that you're visiting uh, that suggested something was going on. And I just want you to pace yourself, and uh, we want you around for a long time. I will take that advice. I don't. I don't completely agree with the analysis. If things are things are fine, they're mostly good. Excellent. Excellent. Bye. <laughs> All right. Thank you to everybody. And I would say, Graver, please, uh, maybe uh, long game that Guinness Book of World Records situation because that would be pretty nice. That'd be pretty sweet. What we've done today to somehow end up with a world record for podcasting. We've done. We've achieved so much with this show to have that honor. To to set do something that no one else has ever done before. Just keep working behind the scenes on that grave digger. And I'm sorry that I thought that your girlfriend was older than you. I'm sorry about that. All good. I will follow up on the Guinness <laughs> book and uh, no problem on the other thing. All right, great. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're glad to be back. Until Thursday, heed the call.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm late. I'm late for a very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.